0: believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's a privilege to be with you as we continue a theme that we started Monday morning. We started by talking about the words, take heed, and these are very critical words when we look... What the scripture says about we're supposed, what we're supposed to take heed about. For example, in Malachi, the word says, take heed to your spirit. In First Timothy, it says, take heed to the doctrines that you believe. Take heed to ourselves. Take heed that we do not walk in unbelief. In Luke, we read about take care that you don't let the cares of this life overshadow our relationship with the Lord. And this week, we're talking about taking heed to our ways. In Psalm 39, verse 1, we see the psalmist said, I said, I will take heed to my ways. That's a very powerful and life-changing word when we apply it to our lives, especially in view of the fact that we read in Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. This is really a word of love from God to us to take heed of our ways, which the Lord said that our ways needed to be guarded, to be paid attention to, and to be taken heed to. We are either going to live our lives our way, or we'll live live our way according to the word of God. We read in Isaiah 53, verse 6, All we like sheep have gone astray, We have turned everyone to his own way. We read in Haggai, where there's a tremendous uh, exhortation, consider your ways. So the theme this week is, how are we supposed to take heed of our ways? We read in Psalm 25, verse 4, the psalmist again writes, Show me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy paths. In the same Psalm in verse 12, we read, What man is he that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the ways of God. Psalm 128, verse 1. How blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. So we see right away, one of the prerequisites of walking in God's ways and not our ways is living in the fear of God. And we know that that word fear means revere, esteem, honor God. We see in verse, in Psalm 27, verse 11, again David cries out, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. Again, going on in Psalms, Psalm 86, verse 11, Teach me thy way, Lord, I will walk in thy truth. Again, if we're not walking in the ways of God, we're not walking in the truth, because his way is the truth. And maybe we can understand more fully what the Lord said when he walked this earth, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when we're talking about the way, we're called to be like Jesus as we live, live in this earth by living according to his ways. So the question we need to ask ourselves is, do we take heed of our ways? Again, staying in, in the Psalms, we read these words in Psalm 95 verse 10, and this is the Lord speaking. For 40 years I loathed that generation and said they are a people who err, E-R-R, in their heart and they do not know my ways. We need to understand this is so vital and so walking in the ways of God really involves the condition of our heart. Because if our heart is hardened or deceived, we're not going to be able to walk in God's path or God's truth. So really, it, actually in everything we do regarding the Lord, if our heart is not right, nothing else is going to be right. Actually, there's a similar verse in the New Testament in Hebrews 3.10. Again, they always go astray in their heart, and they do not know my ways. So we see it's clearly the condition of our heart is going to reflect whether we're walking in our ways or in the ways of God. And unfortunately, we all have that tendency to choose our ways before we even consider God's ways. That's why I love the in Acts chapter 9, when Paul was struck down on a road to Damascus, what did he say after he knew that Jesus was Lord? He said, what would you have for me to do? So he put the you of the Lord before the me of who Paul was. So here is where we are all vulnerable Ways or things are not always the way they seem to be. We need to take heed of our ways. Interestingly, Proverbs 14.12 and Proverbs 16.25 are exactly alike. Listen to these words. There is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And I think somehow if we're honest with ourselves... We can say that that, that, that scriptures, those scriptures, I should say, are true. How many times have we thought something, or we think this was right, or what seems to be right, It ended up in a dead end and it didn't come forth by glorifying God. There is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. I think it's becoming quite obvious that we need to take heed to our ways. And one of the men that really walked in the ways of God was Moses. And why was Moses such a great leader of the children of Israel? I want to read from Psalm 103, verse 7. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts, A-C-T-S, to the sons of Israel. And you know, there's a world of difference, and it really shows why Moses was such a leader. We can look at the acts of God, and some of them are wonderful. Uh, God is a miracle-working God. But I don't think seeing or knowing about the acts of God will really change our heart or our intimacy with Him. However, the thing that will bring us close to the Lord, the things that will give us His heart, rather than our heart directing ourselves, is He made known his ways to Moses. Are you willing to be a Moses in this day and age? Again, we stay in uh, Exodus 33. I'd like to read verses 12 and 13. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Exodus chapter 33, verses 12 and 13. Exodus 33, 12 and 13. Let's start at verse uh, 12. Then Moses said to the Lord, "See, thou dost say to me, Bring up this people, but thou thyself hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Moreover, thou wilt send with Moreover, thou hast said, I have known you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight." Now, therefore, and this is verse 13, and, and Moses is speaking to God, as the word of God says, like a friend. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy sight, let me know thy ways. There's the key. I believe it's a significant key to the life of Moses. He wasn't satisfied with just seeing the miraculous works of God. He wanted to go deeper. He wanted to know the ways of God. And I believe if we know the ways of God, we can probably expect the great acts of God to follow. Okay, I want to start that verse over again. Verse 13 in Exodus 33. Now therefore, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy sight, let me know thy ways, that I may know you, so that I might, might find favor in thy sight. Consider, too, that this nation is thy people." So we see powerful, powerful hints that if we want to be in the ways of God, we have to ask for that. We cannot be satisfied with external acts only and believe that we know God. Let's go on, and we see how intimate Moses was with God. Back to Psalms. We're in Psalm 106 now. Psalm 106. Therefore... He said, this is speaking of the Lord himself. Therefore, he said that he would destroy them, meaning the people of Israel, had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to turn away his wrath from destroying them. This is an incredible verse. We see God changing his mind. And I believe it was because Moses asked him, what are your ways? We could see this conversation in Psalm, I'm sorry, in Exodus chapter 32. Turn back one chapter with me. We're in Exodus chapter 32, and we're going to be looking at verse 11 to 14. Exodus 32, beginning at verse 11. Then Moses implored or entreated the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why doth thine anger burn against thy people whom thou hast brought out from the land of Egypt? with great power and with a mighty hand. Why should the Egyptians speak, saying, With evil intent he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to destroy them from the face of the earth. Turn from thy burning anger and change thy mind about doing harm to thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou didst swear by thyself and didst say to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heavens and all this land of which I have spoken I will give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. Words that a man like Moses had the, can I say a Hebrew word, a Yiddish word chutzpah, to speak to God because he was so intimate with him. And I believe that intimacy came as a result. Not this is the only result, but I believe it's an important, significant result that Moses pleaded with God to show him his ways. And then we go on and read in verse 14. So the Lord changed his mind about the harm he said he would do to his people. Junie, this is so incredible. Yes, it is, Shelley, because Moses knew the people did not deserve to be saved and did not deserve God to move. But Moses also knew and loved the Lord and wanted his name to be glorified. And if the people of Israel were destroyed, that would put shame to the name of the Lord. So if we're his servants, we pray for God's name to be glorified. Yes, Lord. And, Judy, that's so significant. If we display the ways of God that is an incredible way of bringing glory to God, because all the glory should be his. That's why we're alive. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you that your word of God said, I will take heed to my ways, which would make me a powerful testimony for the Lord. We pray this for all of us in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us this evening.